sometimes that's even a great place to start for people who yeah. are like, I don't, I don't even know who I right. want to be. Yeah, just decide who you don't want to be and what you don't want to do. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. I am thrilled to have my friend Sarah on the podcast today. Sarah Klongerbo is a really phenomenal copywriter and website designer. She actually does both of these things. She got her start as a copywriter and then started designing websites for her clients as well, which is a really challenging thing to find. Like you need both copy and website. Oftentimes you're working with two different people and there's nothing wrong with that. But the fact that Sarah does all of it for her clients is just, I think, such a holistic and brilliant service to offer. And she is just phenomenal at really helping people shine online. Sarah was actually a brand session client of mine about a year and a half ago. Her session is still one of my favorites to this day. It was so fun. We used, I mean, you've probably seen the photos if you follow me on social media because I use them all the time. We made fancy drinks. We had her golden retriever puppy there. Like it was just the absolute best. So super excited to have her on the podcast today. We're talking about a brand style guide and why you need one. And I will say, as soon as I finished this episode, I was like, okay, I've got to freshen up my own brand style guide. I've got to uh, spend a little bit more time, pay a little bit more attention because everything she said, I was just nodding right along. Like, yes, yes, that's great. That'll make things so much easier. Uh, so I think that you'll love this episode. It's very actionable. And Sarah is just a joy to talk to. So enjoy this episode with Sarah Klongerbo. What do Sephora, Lululemon, Tiva, and Scrub Daddy have in common? They're all brands absolutely killing it right now on social media. Their best kept secret? personal branding. These brands aren't acting like big corporations hiding behind logos and color palettes. They're acting like people. They're utilizing influencers, user-generated content, and their own employees to turn their brands into powerful recognition tools that build their own reputation and rapport with customers, resulting in consumer relationships that keep people coming back and choosing their brand over all the rest. Personal branding is the secret sauce your business is missing to allow you to charge higher prices, improve your reputation, and become the personal brand photographer, or insert your profession here, in your area. This is a topic that I'm breaking down every single week in my email newsletter. You don't need to be an influencer to have a social media following that knows, likes, and trusts you. Whether you're a solopreneur, a big corporation, or something in between, personal branding can work for you to help grow your business. Each week, I send out tips and tricks so you can take simple action to grow your personal brand. Interested? Head to maddiepichon.com slash growyourbrand to sign up now. That's maddiepichon.com slash growyourbrand. See you in your inbox. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today on Take It Personally. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me, Maddie. This is great. I'm pumped to chat with you. First, if you could start out by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Yeah. I am a creative copywriter and website designer for uh, primarily creative entrepreneurs, small business owners, um, mostly in the service-based realm. So photographers, you know, your world. <laughs> and 
uh, designers, uh, even some other copywriters like myself. So I love to really make people's uh, messages come alive on the screen, you know, primarily on their websites. Uh, but I also do copy for, for other areas as well. Talk a little bit about your journey to entrepreneurship. I always think this is really fascinating and differs between, you know, person to person. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about how you've gotten to where you are today. Totally. And you might be able to relate to, because I think, well, first of all, for anyone listening, Maddie and I actually live in the same city of Sioux Falls, lovely SFSD. But yeah, not only that, I think we both have like digital marketing agency experience, if I remember right. Yeah. So that is kind of how I kind of found the online business world was through my work with, you know, a local digital marketing agency here in town. I got a job as a content strategist right after college. I graduated with a creative writing degree. And so I realized, oh gosh, I can actually take my writing skills and put them to work for businesses. Who knew? (laughs) So um, yeah, so I was at that agency for about six years, loved it, had a great experience, but just kind of in the back of my mind, always had this like creative itch that I wanted to scratch. And so my husband, who also was in marketing, he would often get clients at his agency asking about, Hey, do you design websites? Um, you know, or even can you help me with this copy project or whatever? And he was always saying no. And then finally he was like, Sarah, do you want to just, you know, do some of this on the side? And I was like, sure. I've never designed a website, but I'll do that. (laughs) I had done like, you know, some landing page design, things like that for, for my agency. But yeah, I just kind of fell in love with the work and setting my own schedule, being my own boss. And yeah, so I kind of built up this little nest egg of income. And then when I was ready, I just kind of took the leap and pursued this full time and have been here ever since, which is only about um, two full years now. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. And you're a new mom. And so having yeah. like the ability to make your schedule and stuff as a new mom is the best. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's just it too. Like I kind of was forecasting my life and thinking, you know, even though I had a lot of flexibility at my full-time job, I was still just like, you know, I don't know what the future is going to hold. Like, am I going to, you know, want to work at all? Am I going to want to work fewer hours? So yeah, having something that was completely flexible and completely on my own terms was super appealing and has definitely worked out so far. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, I love that. So today we're talking about brand style guides and I I feel like I know a little bit about what a brand style guide is but I'm really excited to dig into this a bit more because to be honest I feel like there's a lot that I don't know. So to start, can you tell us what is a brand style guide? Yeah, great question. I would consider it sort of a rule book or a playbook if you will for basically anything you create in your business. And that would be both, you know, visually and, you know, with words. So copy uh, is another word we use for, you know, any, any type of business writing. I always like to define copy because even as a, an English major, like I didn't know what copy was until I got into this world. (laughs) So, so yeah, so it's kind of, um, it helps when you're creating copy or design, we can get into the weeds of what could be included in a brand guide. They all look a little bit different. Um, they all include different things, but, um, you know, some things you might think of would be, you know, logo usage, uh, or fonts, colors, you know, that would be like the visual aspect of your brand. 
um, as well as, you know, the part that's really close to my heart is kind of more the brand strategy, the messaging, your voice and tone, how do you want to, to be portrayed? So it's really just um, a, a guide, you know, usually it's in, you know, PDF form that uh, you can, you know, disseminate to your team or your contractors, anyone who might be referencing your brand um, to make sure that you all get on the same page about how do we represent ourselves in a way that's cohesive and that helps us stand out from the competition. I know we're going to get more into the details of this. And you mentioned having a brand style guide to send to your team or other people who are like touching pieces of your brand. I think it would also probably be really helpful for you as the the owner, as like the the brand, like solopreneur, if that's what you are right now, because it's so easy the day-to-day to just kind of like get into the weeds a little bit too much. And this is essentially what you're saying is like a document to come back to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I've had, yeah, solopreneurs who have come to me and said, well, do I need a brand guide? I mean, I'm just one person, you know, I don't need to have anyone else references necessarily right now, which, you know, first of all, you might eventually, that's kind of the goal for a lot of us is to maybe grow, but even if it's not, yeah, it's such a good exercise in, yeah, defining who you are, you know, defining who you're speaking to, you know, you're, I'm sure a lot of us have done, you know, customer avatar exercises, but this is a great way to, yeah, package it all together in one easy to reference document. Like I think about this a lot. I'm sure a lot of us, when we, you know, onboard new clients, we send out like a questionnaire or an onboarding Mm -hmm. form or whatever. And we ask some of those questions and actually Maddie, so for anyone listening, Maddie did my brand photography like a year and a half ago. And that was the first time I had hired anyone to help me in my business. Mm -hmm. And you actually sent a questionnaire with some questions that helped me clarify what my brand was, you know, and it makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, it was such a good exercise. Cause even when you think that you know yourself so well, when you actually sit down and put pen to paper, so to speak, like it changes the game. And then hopefully that person, you know, who you were for me and who I am now for some of my clients, like, yes, we can kind of take that and refine it, make it exactly what you want it to be. So yeah, like you came back to me with a a packet that explained like, yeah, this is the direction we want to take this shoot. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And that's exactly what I want to portray. Well, thank you for saying that. That makes me so happy because that's like always the goal and you hope that Mm -hmm. that's how it's received. (laughs) Uh, But I think that that brings up such a great point of how, even as a solopreneur, how incredible it can be to get other eyes on your business, like to not only ask the right questions, but then to also take your words and be like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. Here's now what the plan is. Like that can be Mm -hmm. such an amazing help. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah, even for me, like, this is why I've worked with other copywriters. Some people think that's funny. Like, well, why would a writer hire another writer to write their copy, you know, but it's really hard. And I can speak from experience writing, you know, working on your own brand. And I'm sure you can relate to that too, where like, it just to have, yeah, someone who's a little bit more objective come out and, and clarify your brand, I think is incredibly important if you are able to invest in that. I completely agree. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about this, but like, specifically, why do you need a brand style guide? Yeah, totally. So yeah, like you said, we've kind of tiptoed around a lot of it. Honestly, one of the biggest things I would say is consistency. 
And again, that's, you know, both helping, you know, your team, if you have one or, you know, anyone you might hire to work on your brand, like consistency in that, um, in that realm. But yeah, even just again, for yourself, knowing exactly how to represent your brand in all areas. So whether you're writing an email to a prospective client or you're writing a tweet or you're designing a Facebook ad or whatever it might be that is, you know, marketing or sales related, it's so important to have a consistent, cohesive image that you portray to your clients because, you know, essentially your brand is, you know, kind of like your personality and, you know, just like any of us have our own personalities. And if we were to randomly deviate, you know, like if I showed up with, you know, tattoos and purple hair tomorrow, I think my friends would be like, whoa, what are you? Okay. Are you okay? <laughs> you know, just because that's not my personal personality. So similarly with your own brand, you want to make sure that you're not confusing your ideal customer or client. You're presenting something that connects with them. You know, it's really important to both look like yourself and sound like yourself, but also, you know, in a way that your, your customer acknowledges and is connected by, and that's what, you know, ultimately gets them to convert. So, so really in the end, it's a, it's a sales game, you know, like, like we're all trying to, you know, get more of our ideal clients. And this is one of the most important ways you can do so is by, by yeah, clarifying a way to, to be consistent. That consistency is such an incredible way to build trust that I think that we kind of forget about because it's not sexy or Mm -hmm. (laughs) super exciting, like consistency, (laughs) but it's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the, yeah, the professionalism too, like, I think that's a major thing. I think one of my biggest compliments that I can get is, yeah, like with the client experience side, like, oh my gosh, everything was so, so easy and so clear and simple. And uh, I think yeah, is having a consistent process is a huge part of that. And yeah, like you said, it's, it's not necessarily the most sexy thing to talk about, but but it really is. It makes a huge impact on your business. Definitely. Yeah. So in another way too, like even just thinking like ways we're always trying to set ourselves apart from our competitors, right? Like, I don't know, when I'm trying to, you know, craft a social media post or whatever. Like I don't want it. It's such a fine line because you want to, you want to stand out, but you also need to work within yeah, the guidelines that you've established. So, so I think that by creating a style guide, you can actually identify those ways to, to stand out right from the get-go. And then that way in the future, you're not just constantly starting from scratch when you go to open up Canva or whatever. And you're like, okay, I'll pick this template. And you know, like, Not that there's anything wrong with trying new things, but yeah, you're going to start to feel really lost if you're always starting from ground zero. I can attest to this. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But yeah, so, so really, um, yeah, again, going back to like working with other people as well, like, so just a little backstory too. So along with, you know, my, my business that I run full-time of copywriting and website design, I do do some copywriting part-time for an agency um, called Till Agency, where we, you know, create uh, primarily, you know, online advertisements and SEO to help online businesses scale their businesses. So it's a, a great gig that I've got there. But what the thing that I do there, I'm kind of, you know, 
one of our head copywriters. So I sit in on a lot of onboarding meetings with our clients. And that's an opportunity to, you know, learn more about the client, make sure we understand their goals, how, you know, we can best translate their goals online, et cetera. And one of my roles there is to, you know, really listen to the client, make sure I'm understanding their voice and then asking questions related to brand messaging so that we really, you know, ensure that the way that I'm writing copy um, is, is, you know, speaking in the way that, that they want to come across. And so as part of that, I either ask for or reference if they have already provided it to us, one of their style guides. So it is so interesting. Not that there's anything wrong with not having a style guide. Certainly not, you know, where a lot of us are either in process of getting there or whatever. But a lot of the times when a client has a brand style guide already created and ready to go, it not only makes our job so much easier as the copywriters and designers, but you can just tell that they're on top of their stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and like the the final product that we all create because there's less back and forth, because we're all so clear on, you know, the goal of what we're trying to do here. It is astounding the results. They just kind of speak for themselves. And so I've gotten to see a lot of different types of style guides in my career. And, you know, now I even create uh, some style guides. Uh, You know, I do more the brand messaging side of that. But yeah, just kind of going back to, you know, helping everyone get on the same page is just so important, again, for your internal team and for any designers, copywriters, developers you might hire. Yeah. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, if you have a really clear picture of your brand, then you have done the work to understand what you want out of your brand, like how you want your brand to be positioned and the reputation that you want it to hold and all of those things. And also who your people are and what that Mm -hmm. connection is with them. And like, so if you're clear on those two things and then take it the next step further to document it all into a document. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, everything is going to be easier. Like that clarity is Mm -hmm. an incredible asset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not also not to say that, you know, this is like one document that doesn't live and breathe, right? Like it can adjust as your brand adjusts. Like, don't think that just because you've created it once, you know, the last thing I would want for it to do is to just go sit in some Google drive folder, never to be seen again. You know, hopefully you're, yeah, referencing it very often as you're creating content and yeah, maybe your brand does iterate and evolve. Hopefully it will as, as people iterate and evolve, hopefully you have, you know, the ability to kind of go back in it and edit as needed. But um, yeah, kind of the idea being that you shouldn't have to, it should just be so, Mm -hmm. so natural. So second nature at this point that, you know, your brand so well that you don't even have to have to worry about that. Definitely. Okay. So reasons why we need a brand style guide. It creates a really strong brand identity. We're making sure everyone is on the same page. What else? Yes. And so, yeah, just knowing how to represent your brand. So once again, I've kind of touched on, on this in different, and these are all kind of three ways of saying kind of the same thing, (laughs) Uh, you know, like it's, it's, it's important to, yeah, have like what I call it's a cheat sheet for the future, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, kind of for those of us who maybe this doesn't come naturally, like maybe, you know, a lot of, a lot of us got into this 
business that we have because we're good at, you know, one thing, maybe you're great at photography and maybe your natural strength isn't copy or design. Um, so it's just super helpful to have that. Yeah. Again, kind of like a cheat sheet reference, um, that you don't have to, um, be wondering constantly. And, and yeah, it also helps to just decide even what type of content to create, you know? So like sometimes I can attest to this as well. Like you kind of are thinking, oh gosh, you know, I should really do some more content creation. I wonder what I should do, what mediums I should find and, you know, and, and promote myself on and whatever. Something like a brand guide, if you have that already created, you know what your goals are mm -hmm. um, and you can make sure that anything that you create is relevant to those goals. Um, and it's related to, yeah, to what, to what the end goal is. So I think, I think that's one helpful thing. Something that was, I guess, kind of surprising to me as my business grew is that every year I get different organizations reaching out to me to donate to a cause or to, um, like donate an, an auction item or a dollar amount or my time or whatever. And I started out being really overwhelmed with all of the asks, not that there were a ton, but it just felt like I didn't really know where I should put my time or my money. And it was getting really clear on my brand and like, who do I want to serve and who do I want to impact? And all of these organizations are wonderful, but what's my purpose here? Mm -hmm. um, which I think is so much of what is like detailed in a brand style guide. Like that has made it so much easier to say like, your organization sounds amazing. That's not where I'm choosing to focus my time and energy right now. Um, yes. But it sounds, you know, it, it's made it so much easier to like delicately say no or enthusiastically say yes. Oh, that is so true and so good. Because yeah, one of the things that I like to include in any brand style guide is a lot of, yeah, kind of like do's and don'ts and who we are and who we are not, you know, because yes. I think just as important as yeah, describing, yeah, the, who you are, what you want to look like, what you want to sound like is who you aren't and what you don't want to look like and what you don't want to sound like. And I think that, like you said, that's a huge part of it. Like we can't say yes to everything. We can't be everything to everyone. Like, and, and even, you know, I think about something like a, a tone of voice or, or whatever, like say you have like a really, fun, casual, funky brand of professional voice on its own is not a bad thing, but you don't want to, that, that may not be your tone of voice, you know? So like defining, yeah, who exactly, yeah, what you want to be and what you don't want to be is sometimes, and sometimes that's even a great place to start for people who yeah. are like, I don't, I don't even know who I right. want to be. Yeah. Just decide who you don't want to be and what you don't want to do. Totally. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I think people are going to be very excited now to have a brand style guide. So where do we start? Like, how yeah. do we have one? Right. Right. I know. And that might be helpful too, to define, because I know right now it's kind of like a nebulous idea. And again, they can be so different. Like I've seen, you know, one page style guides and I've seen brand books that are like 20 plus pages. So really it's up to you and what you need. Again, maybe if you're a solopreneur, maybe it is something pretty simple. Maybe you just find a Canva template that's just a one pager and that at least gets you somewhere. But I do recommend, um, you know, being as comprehensive and as thorough as you possibly can be. And so kind of just to even back it up farther, 
there are two essential ways to get started. You know, you can either do it yourself again, you know, maybe using a tool like Canva, or if you are a designer, go ahead and, and design, you know, something like a tool that you're familiar with, or you can hire this out. And that's obviously probably the, the easiest way to go. And, you know, kind of like what I was saying earlier, something I recommend, I'm actually in the process of considering a rebrand for myself, mm-hmm. even though it's something that I feel like I could possibly do myself. And, you know, I have obviously gotten to where I am now on my own, but I think it's a really worthwhile investment. So, so yeah. just to that out there, you can hire, and there are different types of people you can hire. You can hire either, you know, like a brand designer would be ideal and perfect for, for this. You can hire, you know, like a copywriter like myself. I do like the brand messaging side of things. Um, and often, you know, you can get people who will work together too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've done some partnerships with designers. So those are kind of like your two main options is um, hiring it out or doing it yourself. And if you do it yourself, um, I have like a couple different steps if you want me to, to get into. Yes, yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, cool. So first of all, um, like with any piece of content, it's helpful to start with an outline. So uh, I would say go over all the different elements that you could possibly create and decide which ones you need and which ones you don't. I see that there are three main categories that you can um, kind of lump your, your guide into. And the first two are pretty similar. You could even lump them in together if you would want to. Um, But I kind of see a little bit of a distinction. So the first category would be brand strategy. And that I think is the perfect place to start because again, you don't want to do anything in your business without a goal in mind. So you need to start with who is your brand? You know, like what's your positioning in the market? What is your mission statement? Why do you exist? What's your vision for the future? Um, What are your core values? you know, kind of going back to what you were saying, Maddie, of like, that really helped you decide who you can say yes to, who you should say no to by understanding like, yeah, this is the the market that I want to serve. So yeah, this would be a great place for any target audience, ICA type of, um, type of activity. So that's one section. And then the next one, which is related, this is kind of, well, the first two are kind of where, where my heart is, but this is the messaging section of a brand guide. So this would include um, any type of writing or, you know, speaking, I suppose, that is included in your business. So starting at the very top, very basic, you know, what's your business name, your tagline or multiple taglines, if you have one, um, and then your voice, your tone, your personality, things like adjectives, I like to to say, because um, people are sometimes like, wait, what's, what's a voice and tone? What, like, what is a personality? Like, how would you describe your brand? Are you, yeah, are you more quirky? Are you more sophisticated? So yeah, kind of defining um, what it is you want to sound like. I, in my style guides that I create, I like to include like a dictionary of words that we like to use, maybe words that we stay away from, even like emojis that are, you know, like signature to your brand. Like maybe, yeah, like maybe you always love the blue heart because your brand is blue or, you know, the champagne cheers, like something like that, like that can, again, really be helpful for anyone who steps in and, you know, writes social media captions for you or whatever. So that's number two. And then um, finally, the third one, which I think is actually what a lot of people think of when they think of a brand style guide 
and this is certainly a critical point of your business, but it's the visual identity. So uh, maybe you have like a mood board in there, uh, you know, directions on photography, you know, as a photographer yourself, I'm sure you would love to be able to tell your clients like, you know, here's how I would prefer to use your images and, you know, um, yeah. And here's the other type of photos that would, that would go well with your brand. Um, of course your logos, how to use those logos, any other design elements such as patterns or icons, uh, your color palette fonts, of course, are a big one, your typography, you know, and the, the type hierarchy, like, you know, our headings in this font and this weight, but our is body copy in this font and this weight. Um, and then lastly, any collateral that, that your business might, you know, use, like maybe this is how you want to format your email signatures or, you know, here are some Instagram templates or, or whatever. So, so that would be the visual side. Sorry for saying all that at you. No, this is incredible. <laughs> and I feel like this, a lot of this I have now, and I have certainly not always had. And I can tell you from experience, and I'm sure you would say the same thing. It is so much easier to have access to all of these elements, like to be able to pull up a blank Canva document and be like, okay, mm-hmm. this is actually really easy because immediately I know what fonts I'm using and what mm-hmm. graphics I'm using, as opposed to being like, well, I don't know. Let's look at what's trending right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, totally. I just ran into this the other day too, where like, I found that I had been writing bios for different things, like in, in different ways over the, like a course of a couple of weeks. And I kept going back to the drawing board and being like, Hmm, how should I describe myself? You know, I'm like, why don't I just have a a templated bio? Like (laughs) I I should just have that where I can just copy and paste it, you know, just things like that, that, would make our lives so much easier if we oh could just gosh. take the time to just compile it all into one easy to access place. Yes, totally. It is. It's one of those things that like, I, I think when you start putting together this type of thing, it's especially as a solopreneur, it's easy to go to that place of like, but I don't need this yet. Is this easy, mm-hmm. even necessary yet? But like someday you likely will need it in some mm-hmm. capacity. And what an amazing thing to like already have some of it done or already be able to like have something to reference. Right. Right. I know. And that's just the thing. Like, yeah, if you have the time, certainly do it. Like you should, like, I don't know. There's so many different things. I, I get it. I get that. Especially when you're first starting out, it's really tough to hear all the advice. Oh, you should have this. You should have this. You should yes. be doing this, 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 this. So I'm not trying to like add something to someone's plate, but at the same time, yeah, I've rarely found it that when I invested the time into setting myself up for something, you know, say it was like my client management software or whatever, where like, it was kind of tedious to create all the templates and workflows and whatever, but like it helped so much. It was so Mm -hmm. worth the time. I think this is a similar exercise where, yeah, you may not feel quite ready for it yet, but you know, first of all, we're rarely ready for, for the next step. We kind of sometimes just have to take that step. Um, and I think you'll find that you won't regret it. Definitely. Okay. So when it comes to actually creating the guide, do you recommend something like Canva to create a PDF or is it a different format entirely? Yeah. I mean, and again, they all look different. I'm sure an actual brand designer who specializes in, you know, these super comprehensive documents would maybe, you know, cringe to hear something about Canva, but at the same time, like, 
it is really useful to have because so many of us use Canva. I love so Canva again, so much. I know. I know. I think it's, yeah, such a genius product. <laughs> and yeah. So like for me, something that is close to my heart in business, and this is why like when I design websites, I often design on a platform that I find as easy to use as possible because I want to make sure that when I hand off that website, the client isn't coming back to me all the time saying, I need to update this. And I don't know how, you know, like I really want to equip you to be able to update things on your own. So when I make these, I do use Canva Mm -hmm. um, because that way I'm able to deliver it in both, you know, a PDF form as well as that Canva editable link. So, so yeah, that's kind of what I recommend, but of course, yeah, if you're working with, yeah, a very (laughs) sophisticated brand designer, they may have other thoughts and they, and they may not, frankly, want you to to update, you know, like they, they might True. have, you know, stricter and for good reasons. Um, um, you know, that's part of the reasons why you, you create a guide is because you're kind of giving them direction on how to use it and you don't necessarily want them to, you know, deviate too much from that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, long story short, I recommend Canva. <laughs> Amazing. And then once this is created, how often should we be going back to review or update or whatever? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think with evergreen content, you know, like this, I think would technically fall into that. I usually recommend once a year for like an like a large scale, like, okay, let's sit down, take a half hour, a full day, whatever it is, revisit this, make sure we're still in line with all of this. Um, of course, if you want to do so more often, that would be great. Again, I would hate for this to be created and then just have it like sit in a folder never to be seen. So ideally you are referencing it periodically as you're creating content, but like as far as like fully revisiting, I would say Mm -hmm. once a year is more than sufficient unless you are doing lots of rebrands. I think a lot of us, you know, for the most part, every couple of years, um, we're we're not rebranding our entire brands more often than that. So no, I I like, I like annually. I feel like that makes a lot of sense and you could do it at the same time. You know, they always tell you to look at your contracts every year and look at your, you know, your, your CRM and your workflows. And this would just fit into that very nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I would say too, like, so we're kind of talking about what happens once you've already created it, consider sharing about it with your audience. You know, I, I've always thought that's so impressive when I see a brand that's like, hey, we invested this time to really clarify who we are. And, you know, perhaps it's an entire visual rebrand. Like, here's why we did this. Here's what ours looks like. Maybe you don't have to share the entire guide with your audience, although you could. But I just think that can only help people connect with your story even more mm-hmm. um, and and prove that, yeah, you do practice what you preach as far as investing into your own business. And, you know, that, that's kind of where I'm at too, where I'm like, yes. gosh, I, I need to, yeah, practice what I preach and and show people that I, I am caring about my own brand too. I, you hit the nail on the head. I think that that is such a disconnect of so many service providers who are in, especially the brand space, because like with anything, it's so much easier to do it for someone else than it is for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I do think that a lot of us, and I I have been guilty of this myself, we you know tell our clients that you should be showing up and investing in yourself and investing in your business. And yet sometimes we're not doing that because we're busy with clients. You know, <laughs> there, there's good right. reasons, but 
this really helps you embody like, no, this is, this is what a a real brand should do. Like, this Mm -hmm. is what, like, if we're taking ourselves seriously and we're being grownups about it, like this is a really (laughs) good step in that direction. I love that. Definitely. Definitely. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. This was such a great conversation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love talking about all this stuff and I love just talking with you, Maddie. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Sure. Yeah. So again, my name is Sarah Klongerbo and you can thank my husband for that last name. (laughs) (laughs) So to spell that, uh, for Instagram purposes, it's at S A R A H K L O N G E R B O. And that's my website as well. SarahKlongerbo.com. If you head over there, I've got some free resources you can take advantage of, such as I have a a weekly copywriting newsletter. So if you want to take, you know, just tiny steps in the direction of improving your brand messaging, um, that's a really good place to start. It's got both, you know, simple grammar tips, things you might've forgotten from high school, but that are really important to business today, um, as well as, you know, like higher level, like how do you stand out with your message online? So sign up for that. It's called the weekly wink. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to consider working together, if you're like jazzed about this idea of creating, you know, a brand guide, I offer that in uh, one of my packages, which also includes a uh, website copy. So I call that the brand and website copy bundle, and you get a brand messaging guide as well as uh, all your website copy done for you and, and some other things thrown in there too. So amazing. Sarah is incredibly talented and I especially love, I'm going to like literally hop off this call and go sign up for your newsletter because (laughs) I love the stuff that you share on social media. And I can't believe I'm not already signed up for the (laughs) weekly wing because I love all the grammar stuff. I'm like, yes, tell me more. It's so funny when I started sharing those things, I'm like, there's no way people care about this stuff. But so many people have come that they're like, yeah, actually, like I forgot all this. So thank you for reminding me. It's so helpful. I love it so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Sarah, thank you again for being here today. Yes. Thanks, Maddie. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.